Welcome back, Islanders, to the Double I Show, Fantasy Island, where we got you covered all things fantasy. I'm Bombo here with Sweet T. King is still trying to make parole, but we're going to do our best to hold it down for King. How you doing, C? Hey, what's up there, Bombo? Hey, I got some good news about King. Apparently, yeah, apparently he's actually cooperating. So there is a chance that he'll be able to be on the next show for next week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cooperating. Hey, let's not, let's, let's not get him in trouble. We'll be, we'll be glad to have King back next week. So yeah, no, he's cooperating. That. He's not ratting. He's just cooperating. Oh, you said it. I didn't. All right, T, what we're going to do is go through week 14 injuries. Just let everybody know about the fantasy relevant players that are hurting right now. And then go through the waiver wire because we're going to have to somehow replace some of these guys on our teams. So we'll just jump right into it. So what we got here, there's a lot of guys that went down for a lot of different reasons. But for the most part, not too many guys out for the year. So your fantasy playoff lineup may still be safe. So we got Jeff Wilson with a hip. He's day to day. We got Russell Wilson in concussion protocol as of right now. He had a really big, nasty bump on his head, too. Tyler Huntley, he was in concussion protocol right now. Kenny Pickett's in concussion protocol right now. Debo Samuel with a sprained MCL set to miss three weeks. Mike White, or White Mike, he has a rib injury. He has a rib injury. He's still day-to-day. Tyler Boyd, dislocated finger, day-to-day, but practicing. Mike Boone, ankle out for the rest of the year. T. Higgins is a hamstring day-to-day, but he's practicing. Kyler Murray, torn ACL, done, rest of the year. Tyreek Hill, he has a foot and ankle issue, day-to-day, and he's trending to play. Damian Pierce has an ankle issue, day-to-day, he's probably going to miss a couple of games. Ramadre Stevenson, ankle, game-time decision, he's day-to-day. Devontae Parker, who took a concussion off a nice hit, game-time, he's day-to-day, but he's probably going to be likely out just by the severity of what we saw. So T, out of all those names of all those guys in the ICU ward, tell me who is the biggest fantasy relevant injury of week 14? Well, you know, Bombo, I'd say probably right now, some of these guys are day-to-day, they're game time decisions. So I wouldn't really get too deep into that. Although I would say that the one, the one caveat that we really need to worry about when it comes to the fantasy relevancy of all these injuries is Debo Samuel, to be honest with you. Because he's out. He's out for at least three weeks right now with that MCL issue. And quite honestly, I think that's going to be huge for fantasy and reality. And he's out for three weeks. Those fantasy owners, that's three weeks. That's the entire playoffs for fantasy in the majority of the leagues. Some of the leagues don't start till next week, but we know how that is and how crazy and weird that is. But for like 98% of all leagues out there, This is when it starts and Debo going down, that's going to be, you know, your bread and butter. That's going to be the guy that's going to, you're going to ride that horse and into the playoffs and feel good. Most fantasy owners would, but now I would be kind of worried about that. I would be kind of like, Hey, we need this guy and who can I get and who do I have in my stable right now to be able to throw in there right now to fill in that gap. But to me, it's Debo Samuel and you know, cause None of the guys really, if they're out, let's face it, Kyler Murray, he's out. But what was he doing? Really, fantasy relevancy, he wasn't really doing much. He wasn't getting a lot of points. I know that because I had him on the bench. He was my second quarterback. And last year, you would have never thought of that with him. 
he would have never been second fiddle to anybody. He would have been your starter, you know, like you what you always say, the set it and forget it kind of guy. So to me, I really think just from the way that fantasy and going into the playoffs and everything, it's it's got to be Debo for me. I think Debo missing time is going to open things up for some of the other weapons that people have on their roster from the 49ers, notably Kittle and Ayuk, just for that passing game. I know in a previous segment I said Brock Purdy has the potential to take this team to the Super Bowl, but if they're going to do it, they're going to have to let (laughs) – Part of the cliche is, but let Purdy cook, let him throw the ball. Because right now you would have to probably give McCaffrey upward of 15 to 20 touches to make up for that, for what Debo wasn't doing in the run game. So hopefully everybody kind of eats now in that offense with one less mouth to feed. I think that the 49ers can still win games, but from a fantasy perspective, I think this opens things up for a bunch of other fantasy options. And honestly, T, when I'm looking at this whole list, uh, what is, I would say, the bright spot for fantasy owners is a lot of these guys are still playing for something. So Ramondre Stevenson and Tyreek Hill and T. Higgins, these are guys all on teams that are fighting for playoff positioning right now for playoff berths. So the team's going to do everything they can to get them back in there. Whereas you have somebody like Kenny Pickett and like you said, Kyler Murray, Mike Boone, these guys are, it's time to shut these guys. Even Damian Pierce wouldn't be surprised if maybe they shut him down or kind of ease his workload because really right now Houston's playing for a number one pick. I would be paying attention to that Tyreek Hill just because Tyreek Hill is probably on a ton of playoff bound rosters and he's their big play guy, probably their top scorer. And also Mike White, just because he's attached to a really like click and passing offense right now. And I'm just going to shout out Mike White just because, I mean, you've seen it, T. We were, we were texting back and forth during the game. This guy was getting cracked. And there was times where I didn't think he was coming back into the game at all. Next thing you know, they say he goes to the hospital. He's back and he's saying, I'm playing. Even the coach is like, this guy's playing. We're just waiting for him to get cleared for practice. So Shout out to Mike White and all these guys to get back on the field so they can help your team in the fantasy playoffs. Sorry if you lost Kyler. Sorry if you lost Debo. But that's why we go deep on our bench. In order to fill up those spots on your bench, you got to pick some guys up off the waiver wire. So T is going to let you know for week 15 who you can grab off the waiver wire to possibly replace some of these guys you just lost. All right, Bombo. So I got two guys that I'm going to be calling out on the waiver wire. And it's really hard right now. You know, as we said, it's getting thin on the waiver wire. I mean, I was out there today just trying to figure out who can I pick up? Who can I kind of fill in? Because I got a couple guys that either aren't performing or they're just, they went down as well on some of my teams. And I got to say, the the pickings are slim. (laughs) It's really thin. You know, it's kind of like... You know, during COVID, when nobody could find anything, mm-hmm. we were trying to find it. It was rationing and stuff. It, that's how it is right now on that waiver wire, right? So my my first guy that I'm going to call out is Elijah Moore. He's 30% rostered right now. That means there's, at a, you know, 70% of all the leagues have him available right now. I wouldn't say that he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be winning you in, you know, anything in the playoffs. But he's a flex slash stash type of situation for a playoff run, right? You know, he led the Jets in targets in week 14. You know, he's playing 82% of the snaps. You know, his time and targets are starting to increase over the past two weeks. So he's a strong flex type of, of situation going forward. You know, and his if you look at his remaining matchups, 
you know, he's going to be that slot receiver. And since week eight, the Lions have allowed the most fantasy points per game to slot receivers. And Jacksonville has given up the third most. So when you think about that, I mean, this guy going into the playoffs, you throw him in as a flex, especially if you're in a deeper league and you got maybe a deep flex type situation. I would definitely be picking this guy up because his next two matchups, they're going to be really good for you, especially the way the Jets are playing. As long as, like you just said, when we were talking about the injuries, Mike White doesn't get cracked in the ribs because he's just one solid shot from just being out of the game completely and probably out for the rest of the season. I mean, that's just how volatile those ribs are right now. So if Mike White is good, then I would say Elijah Moore is going to be the beneficiary of that. And my number two guy, he's rostered on 26% of teams right now is Tyler Conklin. That's right. Tyler Conklin, guys. I mean, uh, come on, right? <laughs> going heavy on the Jets. Be, <laughs> yeah. Do you think we were going to say, you know, like a, like a big time dude? Come on. No, no. But this is a streaming situation. Like you called out. In a previous episode, when we were talking about streaming tight ends, a lot of guys stream tight ends because let's face it, that's not a glamorous position and it doesn't get you a lot of points week in, week out type of thing. And unless you got Mark Andrews or Kelsey, you're not really going to get a ton of points in that position. So let's look at streaming, right? And Tyler Conklin is that streaming guy, right? If you get this guy... His next matchups are Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. And at this point, it's all about matchups. The Lions, Jags, and Seahawks are 28, 21st, and 31st in fantasy points per games allowed to tight ends. So it favors Conklin. And yes, it is heavy Jets, but you just got to look at matchups. Because right now in the playoffs, it's all about matchups, Bombo. You know it and I know it. And I got to say, if you're going to stream a tight end, I would try to go out and grab Conklin right now, especially if you're streaming. So those are my two waiver wire pickups. Goes back to what we were talking about, T, with just trying to get a hold of a really clicking offense right now that are playing for something. They're playing for playoff seating. And like you said, look at that schedule. That schedule is juicy right there. And they may lose all three of those games. Or they may win all three of those games, but for some reason, it just seems like it's a, it's shootout. Like Detroit, the Jets, Jags, the Jets, Seattle, the Jets, those have shootout written all over them. I mean, you wouldn't have thought that earlier in the summer when you were projecting who's going to be balling out as far as fantasy purposes. So yeah, get yourself some Jets as, and we've been saying it to the cows come home. As long as White Mike is back there, these guys are relevant. He can support multiple fantasy options and Elijah Moore got targeted a ton. Don't forget Corey Davis is out with a concussion. So it was a pretty bad one. I don't know if he's, I don't even know if he's back practicing right now, but it's looking like Elijah Moore is going to slide right into that number two spot and probably, and they're just going to move him around the line. So excellent on that one. And it's funny you bring up that at this point of the season, that the waiver wire is like that target, toilet paper aisle during COVID, right? Like there's, there's nothing there. And I'm not going to lie T. I'm one of the, I, when it comes to fantasy waiver wire guys, I am a toilet paper hoarder. At some point there was one of these guys that was on my team and then I dropped them that day. Like I couldn't decide, but what it comes down to Islanders is sometimes you're going to be picking guys up that you're never going to play. They're not going to outdo your studs, 
But honestly, it's a guy that has enough potential that you don't want an opponent to get him and fuck you with them. So sometimes like, like what King says, it's scoring prevention. You don't want the other guy to have any opportunities to beat you. So sometimes when we give you waiver wire advice, it may not be to start the guy, but it may be to get that guy off the waiver wire so that he's on your bench. So he doesn't screw you over. So my guys for week 15, I'm going with some guys that are on some rosters, but you know what we do here at the fantasy Island is we make sure that if it's under 50%, and it shouldn't be, we're going to talk about it. So right now, DJ Chark is 40, 40% rostered in the leagues that I'm playing in. And when healthy, he is the number two wide receiver in Detroit. Like we said, offenses that's clicking right now that has an easy schedule. When you look at Detroit Lions, it's Amon Ross St. Brown. And you look at the rookie, Jamison Williams, because Chark hasn't been available. He's been hurt a lot of the year, but the games that he has played, and it hasn't been many, his his worst finish is wide receiver 22. And he's had a couple of top 10 finishes in the past four weeks. He's the number one vertical threat on that team on a consistent basis. I know Jamison Williams is going to come in and run a couple of deep routes, but he's still getting his, you know, getting his football legs under him and getting kind of fitting himself into that offense. And if anything, he's taken snaps away from the other third receiver Reynolds and not really taking snaps away from Chark. So get yourself some DJ Chark. He has some good matchups coming up. He has the Jets, which is a formidable defense, but that has shootout written on it and depends on who Sauce Gardner is going to be rolling with on on defensive side. He may be going with Amon Ross St. Brown, but the Detroit Lions have been doing a good enough job to exploit mismatches and move guys around. Plus, Chark is catching everything that's getting thrown to him. And Goff trusts him. So when you have that connection, you have a good schedule coming up and you have a team that's playing for something. That's the, what we're going to stress to you today, folks. Teams that are playing for something. They're going to open up the playbook a lot more and they're going to be looking to score. So get yourself DJ Chark and you can actually plug him in. If you have like a T Higgins, if you have you know, any one of these, if you had Corey Davis, if you had any one of these wide receivers that hasn't been performing like a Gabe Davis or any one of the Chiefs guys, I would start Chark over any one of them and the wide receiver, wide receiver two slot. Maybe even if you have, if you're stacked at wide receiver, slide him in and that flex. I'd just go with the ascending arrow. He's doing it. My next guy to get off the waiver wire is the NFC player of the week, Baker Mayfield of the Los Angeles Rams. If for some reason, All of that made no sense, and it made sense all at the same time. Player of the week, Baker Mayfield, Los Angeles Rams. This guy had a killer drive to kill the Raiders on Thursday night football. He came off the plane, threw a helmet on, and balled out and got the win for a Rams team that really needed a win in front of their home crowd, being the Super Bowl champs and having this big, this bad layover that they've had all year. And after that game, McVay immediately named him the starter for the rest of the year. There was two other quarterbacks, T, that are on that team all year through training camp, through these bumps and bruises of Stafford going down. And Baker Mayfield shows up, has one drive, gets NFC Player of the Week, a starting job, and the full confidence of the coach. They're going to open up the playbook for Mayfield. They're going to do what they can because they're playing with house money. They already don't have a first-round pick for next year because F them picks. And... They're trying to see what they have because right now with Stafford having a neck issue and up there in age, you don't really know if he's going to come back. Of course, McVay and the organization are going to be talking it up as if it's not that big of a deal, but it's a neck issue for a football player that's not mobile. So they should be looking at other options. And honestly, it's a cheap option. It's one of those things where like it's a antique roadshow. 
right? You, they, they came up on something from a yard sale and it might just pay them off big time in the end. And Baker Mayfield has won some games. We're not really the biggest fans of Baker Mayfield as the guy, but right now I think he's been humbled and I think he's ready to be a piece of an organization that's trying to win. I think that if he gets a big head though, it may be Baker Mayfield in Cleveland and Carolina all over again, but might as well pick him up, especially if you're, you just lost Kyler Murray. Tyler Huntley might not play. And like I said, maybe you want to get him off of the waiver wire just so somebody doesn't pick him up and use him against you. Maybe just give him a stash, see what's going on, get him off the waiver wire. And now I have a bonus pickup. So everybody knows about Taysom Hill. He is the, if he has tight end eligibility, he's a cheat code, but his floor is like zero points if he's not used correctly or if they're getting blown out, they're not going to put him in there. There's another cheat code out there, folks. Jeff Driscoll of the Houston Texans. This guy has tight end eligibility in multiple leagues out there. And he is the backup quarterback. But Lovey Smith and the Texans have just said they are committing to the quarterback by committee. He played 50% of the quarterback snaps and he did, he took three design quarterback runs, which means they're going to be bringing him in sort of like Taysom Hill. The thing is he has a better arm than their current starter right now, Davis Mills. That's why they're even doing this because Davis Mills is not getting it done. They're going to be splitting snaps at quarterback, which means you can have someone that you could slip into your tight end position. That's playing half of his snaps at quarterback. If this guy has a hundred yard game with a touchdown in the tight end position, there's possible that that just won you your playoff matchup and what goes back. We do not want this guy to be on a roster that's playing us in the playoffs, but if you can pick him up and you've been getting by and you had mediocre tight ends all year, or like T was saying, you've been streaming and you've been hitting on streaming. Maybe stream this guy first, go to the waiver wire, check to see if he has a little T E next to the QB on his name. Pick that guy up because you can play him if he's going to be playing 50% of the snaps in Houston and they're going to be throwing a ton and they're opening up their playbook to see what they have as well. Cause they're playing for, they're playing for the number one pick. Jeff Driscoll, week 15, get him off your waiver wire. What do you think, T? Well, I think in one of the leagues I am playing you this week in the playoffs and I think I'm going to have to go out and get him before you can. Just saying, <laughs> but. But hey, going back to the whole Baker Mayfield thing, I just got to say that Stephen A just heard that and he had something for you. He just wanted me to tell you something. Calm down, just calm down. <laughs> calm down, just calm down. <laughs> okay, we need to calm down about this. I, I understand what you were saying, but it, it, it's one drive, maybe two drives total. The guy is who we think he is. He's not going to lead much. Yes, he's playing with house money right now, but it just kind of, if he's named the NFC player of the week, it just goes to show you how weak the NFC is because that was a very weak performance. Let's be honest with you. It wasn't a great performance. He just did enough to be able to get by, which doesn't say much for the backups that they have over there, to be honest with you, kind of to your point. But I get why some people would probably want to roster him at this point, because, you know, why not roll the dice, especially if your backup's not doing like me. I had Kyler Murray was one of my backups. You know, if he goes down, yeah, Mayfield might be one of those guys to, you know, pick up and potentially just stash just in case for the playoffs. Absolutely. I was fortunate, though, when 
Kyler Murray went down, I was able to get Trevor Lawrence. So can you believe it? He was out there available. So I was able to get him. I think Trevor Lawrence is a better pickup at this point. But to your point in the waiver wire type of situation right now, who would have thought that Trevor Lawrence would be there? Right. Yeah. So Baker would definitely be one of those guys that you may want to go out and get. And lastly, the DJ Chark thing. I love me some DJ Chark. I really think that that's a great pickup. That's a great call out right there. You know, he is, let's face it, he's going to be the wide receiver three. But the fact that, you know, you got a rookie and you got your number one guy who constantly gets hurt or double teamed and can easily be eliminated as a factor from the game. I like what Chark brings. And the fact that he had dislocated fingers, but he's already back in practice. I love that. And I really think that that is a good pickup, especially as a stash or a possible deep flex for week 15. Absolutely. And T, remember last year, the Lions produced a league winner that came out of nowhere last year at the receiver position with Amon Ross St. Brown. He, he balled out from weeks 12 and on and probably won some guys some titles. And now look at, look at him. Like he's getting drafted as a wide back end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two now on this offense. So, you know, a, a lot of what we see in fantasy and a lot of what we see in football in general is very repetitive and you got to check out those patterns. And that's why you see it. And you're right about Baker, man. But it's, it's funny though, right? T, cause we got the news that he got released like at noon and at 1203, I'm like, he's going to the Rams. It just, it just makes sense. It was so funny that we <laughs> called it too. Yeah. He's going to the Rams. Like you sent that text and you're like, he's headed to the Rams. And you know, I don't know if you heard, but the storyline was he, when he, he had already bought a ticket to LA when he asked for his release. And so once they said, okay, we're going to waive you and you're going to be released. He was already on a plane to LA. Not even knowing that he was going to get picked up, but he knew he was going to get picked up and by whom, because they have a relationship and there's that rapport with McVeigh. So yeah, I'm not surprised with that. Yeah. Can't wait. It's a WWE shit. Yeah. Let's talk about. Can't wait to see this guy in Vegas next year for nothing, but that's a whole different story. All right, Islanders, that is your injuries and waiver wire pickups for week 15. Hope that we can help your team because we know it's the playoffs and you're fighting for your lives. So for sweet tea, Pearl King, I'm Bombo, and we are out.